Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Learn more. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. But the Warriors, let's remember, no timeouts either. So somebody, if they get a steal, has simply got to throw it at the rim. James finds Reeves. Ball in the hands of the Laker, and that's it. Ball game over. The Lakers come storming back in game four. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a fun Trigger Tuesday. We'll talk about things that are bothering us in the world of sports later in the show. Of course, we want to hear from you. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. You can get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors, and just like each and every Tuesday, we're going to talk a lot of Razorback baseball and pretty much everything in general as we welcome in our guy Trent Daniel, former Razorback. Thanks to Lift Truck Services, and really appreciate them being a part of the show, and appreciate Trent coming in studio with us and hanging out. What's up, Trent? What's going on, man? But glad to be here after another sweep. I know, <laughs> I know. It's like uh, we were kind of joking about the fact that you, we get you in after sweeps. There's big commitments in basketball yeah. or uh, transfers or whatever that happens when you're here. So hey, maybe in the next two hours we'll get some uh, get some good news yeah, coming our way. Let's get the Ron Hall news. Yeah, soon. Uh, yeah, let's hope that uh, ends up happening quicker uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, but yeah, man, to just kind of walk us through sweep going on the road. Yeah. I know Mississippi. State wasn't a great team, but doesn't matter. SEC West teams winning a series on the road is big, but to sweep them on the road is even bigger. Yeah, I mean, I go down to Starkville anytime. It doesn't. I don't really. You can kind of throw the records out a little bit. I don't. I don't think you need to ever look at that too too much. But for me, it was just kind of. If you just take a step back, you're not even a Razorback fan. I just watched that ball club, the Hogs, all weekend. It was like this is a good team. Like this is a team that's putting it together. They're playing hard. You know, playing for one another and doing the things they need to do like guys stepping up when they have to i mean you hardly even notice we have the injuries which is crazy but um the pitching was good we had you know some guys really step up in the field the defense was phenomenal and um yeah it's just it seems like they're really starting to you know put it together at, at the perfect time slavens is getting hot right when we want him to and uh you know zach morris it's great to see three outings in a row from him gotta have him so um just loved it love what i saw all weekend all the home runs being hit, that was impressive. Yeah. Now, you don't want to get caught up in always trying to hit home runs. You want to be able to put the, the ball in play. But it's just impressive to see the amount of home runs that were hit by multiple players. Yeah, and, the, you know, the thing I really like about that is you got the bottom of the lineup. They've str- had their struggles, but they're getting on base, you know. Like, they're kind of doing what they have to do to get on base. Bolton, you know, he's, he's got a, real, a much better on-base percentage than a batting average. I understand that. But, hmm. you know, he's getting on base a lot more lately and frequently and and getting on base for guys like Diggs and you know there's traffic on there for them to do what they do and I mean Diggs is catching fire again he went to a little tough spot there but I mean he's just crushing the ball again so it's good to see I mean the we're gonna hit the the big fly that's it's kind of how we've been lately but you know we've kind of seen the past few weeks like we can win a small ball ways and that that to me is a scary team, and they can beat you in all sorts of ways. You know, it's a close game. We're gonna we can lay a bunt down, get a run in, you know, or we can put up 15 on you pretty quick. Yeah, that's what I was uh, really impressed by. With if you just look at the stats for Arkansas this year, they're they're not like elite at one stat. You know, right. like it's not like their ERAs through the roof, or if it's their uh, you know their uh, their batting average or anything. It's almost like they're not elite at every at anything, but they're not bad at anything. So it's kind of that's why you're bouncing out. It's almost like a, just a, a solid, well coached, practical team. That I know they turn a lot of double plays. I think they yep. lead the SEC in yep. that. But uh, I think that that's one of the more impressive things. We'll see how the final two series go. But the fact that they're the number three team in the country right now and leading the SEC West, tied for the SEC in general. And there's not really one thing that you can point to and say this is the reason why they're doing it. Yeah, there's really. Not. I mean, if you look at the SEC stats, you're right. I mean, they're they're kind of in the middle of everything, all of it, except maybe fielding, you know, things like that where they're at the top. Um, 
But that's what it comes down to. If you don't make mistakes, you can find a way to pitch out of jams, let your defense work and things like that, and get a couple timely hits, which it seems like they just do a lot this year. So that's how you, that's recipe for winning ball games. You want to be able to uh, bring runs in every time you have runners on base. Now, of course, it doesn't happen like that, but what would be considered a high number? You don't want any, but where would you consider a high number to be for a complete game? Of uh, run, run left on base, runners left on base. Oh gosh, man. Um, yeah, that's tough. We've had it, what's crazy is we've had some high run games and we've still left double digit guys on base, and you know you leave them out there. I, you know, I've never really thought of it in that way. Um, I would say, you know, five, five. God, it's it's mm-hmm. that's a good question. Yeah, Joe. it's hard to really know, you know, what that number is because each game is so different and how it's being pitched and stuff. But you know, I'd say you don't want to get. You know, double digits somewhere in there is kind of that. You know, it's way too many. Um, but that also means you're getting a lot of guy, a lot of traffic on base. The pitchers on the other team, they're having stressful innings and stuff like that. So you're even if you're leaving them out there, you're still, you know, grinding. The game's grinding out for the other team. And um, yeah, I don't. I mean, you don't want a ton of them left, but sometimes it's just going to happen. If you're getting guys like they're walking us, and we're get base hit. You know, all sorts of things. Like sometimes you're just going to have a high number like that. Well, I've been really impressed just by the, the patience of some of these guys. Like a guy like Caleb Cowley, for instance. Like I know he struggled at the beginning, but every time he's on the, at the plate, I'm like, okay, there's going to be one of three things that happen. He's either going to get a hit, he's either going to get on base because he gets walked or hit or whatever, or he's going to make contact and he gets out. Like he doesn't strike out and. and so I think that him and as well as some other guys, their patience at the plate and, and, and just wearing down those pitchers yep. and getting that pitch count up, uh, I, I know that there's been some games where it hasn't always been that way, but I feel like that's also something that's really benefiting uh, this team in general is you just have guys that aren't just trying to go out there and you know hit the first pitch that they see. They're trying to work through those counts and get those pitchers in trouble for the other team too. Yeah, I mean, you're, that's a great point. You're exactly right. I mean, and I, I would throw Borfin in there, too. Yeah. He and Callie both are guys that will gladly just slap a ball to the opposite field for a base hit. You know, usually a middle-order guys, they're going to strike. You know, it's kind of feast or famine at times, but that's what I think just grind, like wears these teams down on the mound is Callie's fine with slapping a ball to the four-hole. Borfin will do it the six-hole, and then they'll, you know, hit a ball out of the park. And, you know, Callie, um, that ball he hit out to, to put the run rule in effect, I guess, that was a really good pitch up and in fastball and he just got his hands through and absolutely turned on it. I mean, the guy thrown him all breaking balls and he was like, I mean, he was pretty much sit, he was ready for the fastball. Not easy to do 92 up and in like that. So they've got a good approach and Borfin is just like, I mean, to me, he's so calm and collected. I mean, he plays the same everywhere on the field and they just kind of all have that mentality. It seems like this year. We saw another case of trying to work Brady Tiger in there, but they seem to be bringing him along slowly. And, uh, you know, he got a couple of series left in the regular season. SEC tournament is around the corner. But that's going to be an important piece to really get him back going here in the last couple of series. It is for sure. And, he, you know, he looked, he looked much better in the first outing, which is expected. And, I mean, the breaking ball is still there. You know, I was kind of curious, how you know, how's that arm going to be? I still kind of hold my breath in yeah. his outings a little bit. But uh, the breaking ball is filthy as always. And, you can see he's confident, he's ready to go. He's definitely glad to be out there. It's, it's obvious in his demeanor and stuff. Um, but I think they could have maybe run him out there another inning, DVH said, but it was the right thing to do. And, I mean, when we won him most is coming up. So let's, you know, slowly got these two weekends and get another, you know, maybe three innings is coming. You know, and then he's right there where we always want him, two, three, four innings, you know, whatever he wants to do, hopefully for us. Yeah, that's uh, that's been something that with, you know, the guys getting him back from injury and all of that, it, it's it's a, such a benefit because we know this team is winning, and that's really the thing that matters the most. And I know they've got two tough series in front of them, but they're winning games. They have guys that are stepping up for the injured guys that are coming into play. And it almost, and I'm not trying to speak for Dave Van Horn because he knows a lot more about baseball than I do, but it's almost like he is looking at it as like, okay, well, I can, I can be a little bit more creative here. I, I don't have to almost go in this desperation mode of saying, okay, well, when this guy goes, we got to figure something out. We got to, you know, only get this guy a couple pitches. Like it's because of these other guys stepping up, it makes it a lot easier on the coaching staff too to say, we're not in a hurry to rush you Absolutely. back. We're not trying to say, hey, you got to come here yep. now and get us going. You're just gonna have to fight through the pain. It, it, it's such a, a great thing for Dave and the staff to have. Where, hey, just we'll take your time. Yep. We want you healthy, but. Don't worry about it because we're still having some success with the guys stepping up. Yeah, I mean, you can see – I know, I, I guess w- Wagner got his pins out maybe Monday. They mm-hmm. talked about it. Yep. I mean, but when you're playing – it'd be one thing we were just getting smoked. But like you said, I mean, 
we're winning, playing good ball out there, playing good defense. Um, you know, like you said, take your time a little bit, maybe a little bit more, and SEC tournament maybe come back. You know, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. If I were to guess, Wagner's going to be back as soon as he want. I mean, can because this is a big year for him. So, you're, but you're right. I mean, in the emergence of Gage Wood on the back end is giving us the luxury of putting Hagen back, starting. You know, for now and. Uh, certain guys like that really stepping up and helping in the bullpen are giving him the chances to maybe move some guys around, maybe where they wouldn't be. By the way, real quick, since uh, you mentioned Gage Wood, I, I forgot to say this earlier, but we're having him on the show tomorrow. So uh, Gage Wood from awesome. Batesville is yeah, going to be awesome. on the old big country. So uh, looking forward, forward, forward to having him on. Should be he's a treat here. to watch him out there. It's <laughs> just the way he bounces around and his facial expressions, he's, he's all into it, man. I love it. Well, it was funny because when I uh, reached out to him, because I was like, you know, he's got a big personality, you can tell. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you've heard him talk, he's got a nice country accent so yep. i was like okay it'd be fun to talk with him <laughs> well uh it, of course says uh representative for nil is sydney par lee so uh who it was funny that she texted me i was like oh, okay what what a small world that this is but anyway he was so apparently so excited that yeah, he was just sure. like you don't have to pay me anything i was like well <laughs> that's not how nil works we got to do something yeah. there too so but uh <laughs> it'll be pretty fun to, to have him on because uh, I know they've had a lot of great pitchers step up, but it's nice to see him, especially in that closer role, come in and have a lot of confidence. Yeah, in. you know, and it was set up perfectly. Hagen kind of battled through some stuff. Mississippi State had some absolutely boneheaded plays on the bases that got him, you know, helped him get out of some tough jams. He's walking everybody and stuff. Is just kind of how it went. Um, but, you know, you got Adcock came in and gave us that inning, and it seems like Gage is real comfortable in those three-inning saves at the end of games, and it was set up perfectly. He came in the seventh, and you can just tell he's comfortable you know, even in that environment, he's he's pitched in tough places already. So, you know, like DBH always say this, and I agree, they're true freshmen to start the year. Now you've played almost an entire season. You're not a true freshman anymore. You've you've been in these spots time and time again. So you're you know you're all the nerve. Of course, you're gonna be a little nervous for you know your your outing and all that. But your experience now, you've played through pretty much a full SEC season by now, and you're not a you're not a baby freshman, you know, wide eyed out there anymore. And you can tell by some of these guys. So speaking of that trend, how long does it take to adjust going from one level to the next, and you know, getting into a season? And like you said, right now you've been through it, but yeah. how long is that process? I think it can be different for each guy. I mean, even like Callie earlier in the year, he really struggled. You know, he was he wasn't starting. You know, he couldn't even find a groove, and he was juke all American and stuff. Yeah. So. You know, and I think the same thing with Gage. We had a, you know, he came out opening weekend. You're playing three good, good ball clubs. You know, the Texas teams, and you know, sometimes it doesn't go well. You lose a little confidence. Takes you a little bit to get it back, especially as a freshman. But man, I would say just just based off Gage, a couple. It was it seemed like a, just a couple conference series, and he was back. You know what they had talked about. He looked he looked a part of what we had heard about him coming into the season. So. I, I think it really depends on each guy. It's different for each player, but I would say as you get into a couple of those conference series and you've been in that environment that you feel more comfortable for sure, each one. So just talking about freshmen and, and, and Dave, and, and you know, because you know he said you're not a freshman once you play a full year essentially, but how, how does he approach freshmen? Because, you know, 11.7 scholarships and, and a lot of times freshmen have been counted on to, to step in, and especially with the pitching staff, but uh, is it something to where maybe you saw did he approach them differently? Does he just do it by individual of how he approaches them? Because I'm sure as, a, as an 18-year-old kid, if you're throwing yeah. you know, 3A high school baseball in Louisiana and then boom, the next year you're, you're on the mound in an yeah. SEC game, I'm sure that that's kind of tough to, to get through, but also uh, you have to rely on your coach to kind of guide you through that and help you with it too. Yeah, you do. And, you know, Stovall last year I think is a good example. He had crazy expectations laid on him. He's never even played, you know, not even played a pitch yet, if, if you want to say it that way. Right. But, you know, like you could you could tell he was hot. Was he leading off for a bit? Yeah, he yes. was leader. Yeah, so there's a lot. I mean, if, as if there's not a pre- pressure enough leadoff spot for the Hogs. I mean, you're a true freshman. You know, he moved him down the lineup, and then he was a huge piece to them getting the World Series. So you kind of see DVH watch his guys play and how they're handling certain things. And I, I I feel like he's always had a good grasp on. Okay, this guy just seems completely overmatched. He's it, it, it's too much for him right now. And even some guys that are everyday guys now, we've seen that earlier in the year, and they've you know settled into the season. And uh, I do think DVH is really good about um, uh, gauge. I'd say that gauging a guy freshman hmm. on how they're performing, you know, weekend to weekend or even midweek games. You know, to well maybe I feel a little confident about putting him in on the weekends now. 
Something that's always a hot topic this time of the year. You've got a couple of series left, but SEC tournament right around the corner. And so on the outside, fans are always trying to think of the balance. You know, how much do they play players? How much are they really trying to win the tournament and win games in a tournament? Or are they looking towards that bigger picture? Now, fortunately for Arkansas, they're in a position where what they do in the SEC tournament doesn't matter as to what's going to happen with them next. And so, you know, how from a player's standpoint and even the coaches, how do they approach that? You know, it, it's funny because the you know one of our best seasons we've had, we win the SEC tournament, and then we yeah. don't even get to Omaha. You know, I mean, and everyone's like, "Well, we're worn out." You know, it's one of those things. And Hoover, it is a it is hot there. You play every day. When I was there, it seemed like we played the nine thirty game to start off every time. So it's a little bit. It's it's definitely different. Um, you definitely don't see him. I don't think wear out. At least when I was in school, he didn't over. He wasn't overusing us to try to win the SEC tournament. It's just not something. You got a bigger picture like you're talking about, and you're, you want to win games. The mentality for us was the same. We're not like, okay, let's just lose and go home. You're trying to win, but you know it's not the end of the world, and you're not just going to bury or leave. We're not going to throw in three days in a row, you know, to get to the quarter semifinals of the SEC tournament, or whatever. So I think he's really good about letting that, letting those games just kind of play out how they do, and play some more guys. Like we'll see, we'll see the freshman pitch and stuff. You know, all those guys that need to get more innings and some more experience and. Um, but I don't think he's ever been one to really bury guys in that tournament where you just feel completely depleted regionals, which sometimes start Thursday. Yeah, that's true. We, uh, we're joined by Razorback, former Razorback Trent Daniel here, uh, thanks to Lift Truck Services. And uh, the thing is, Trent, if, uh, you mentioned the SEC term because we've had a lot of questions about that. I, again, I don't know much about baseball, so I'll, I'll alert to you and how uh, you want to approach it. But I would be totally fine if in that SEC tournament, especially if you have a national seed wrapped up, I want to see guys I've never heard of out there. Like I want to see like yeah. the freshman. I want to see walk-ons. Yeah. Just because I get it that you want to win, and I know that Dave is is definitely going to approach it in the way of you know what's best for the team. But it's also one of those deals just because of how many injuries. injuries. It's yeah. just like, hey, I'm fine resting all everybody that you can, and if there's people coming back from injury, maybe playing yeah. them just to get them back into the mix to where, hey, if you go zero and two in barbecue because you're doing that, have at it. Whatever yeah. it takes to get the team healthiest in that regional. Yeah, I think what you'll see is you'll see the same guy start, your usual starters, but he's going to set it up. Let's say, so we're, I'm thinking about it, if we have the, is there a double buy for us if we're going to talk? Yes, yeah. So yeah. we would, was that Friday? I can't even, I haven't even looked look at the up, dates yeah. for that. I think he will set it up where, I mean, he's going to have his rotation for the following weekend, whether wherever those guys fall, that's where the, you know, if that makes sense, that's where they're going to be. So. Hagan, if we played a Thursday game, I don't know that he would really start. I mean, it's just one of those things he he likes to set up for the the big picture game in the regionals, and you know have those guys start their do their thing, maybe get a reliever in for an inning or so. Because you don't what you don't want to do is take a week and a half, two weeks off right when you're pitching, especially if you're pitching good. Yeah, but I mean. I think we will see if those guys come back, like Josenberger and Wagner. I mean, they need to get ABs and play. Um, I do think you'll see some guys still rest, but you also have guys that honestly haven't played all year because of injuries. So, like Peyton Holt, I mean, that, he played incredible defense. He had some big RBIs. Those guys need to stay in and keep getting at bats and stuff. Um, and then, honestly, the the pitching staff is so I – I don't know if you can call it depleted, but I feel like that's a safe word. I mean, you, you kind of just have to throw – who you can and who's available on the roster. I think we saw the Litterock game yeah. last weekend. Some of those guys, you yeah. know, pitch pitching games that hadn't thrown a whole lot. So. By the way, the uh, SEC tournament, uh, it, it's technically not a double buy, but uh, if Arkansas, as long as they finish as a top four seed in the SEC, which I think we all think they will, uh, they are going to play on Wednesday. And that's when the okay. uh, double la- elimination starts because on Tuesday, that's all single elimination. So seeds 5 through 12, because, again, the final two teams get yep. left out of the SEC tournament. Those are all single elimination, and then it starts on Well, there. so you got Vanderbilt the weekend before. What you're definitely not going to see some guy come in two days short rest, anything like that. So it could be something you see, like Parker Coyle start the first game or something like that. You know, you know, barring everything right. goes the next two weekends like we hope and think it will. Um, I just think he'll keep them set. His main weekend starters set up, you know, in line for more Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you definitely want to bring a guy short rest for the SEC tournament. There's just no reason to. Bottom line is, though, you have to get the guys some work. You yeah. can't just go into the SEC tournament and say they're not going to play yeah. at all because now you're talking about rest versus rust, and 
They could yep. be rusty going into the next week, and you don't want that. No, got, they need to play out there. And as far as how many games they win, whatever, it, that's never been too much of a concern for me. But yeah, you you still need guys to get at bats. There's no midweek games and stuff, so you you want those at bats. You want you want Morris to keep feeling good on the mound. You know, he's had some really good outings, and there's no question we're going to have to have him need a good lefty out of the bullpen like that. So you want those guys to keep feeling good, and then some guys that maybe haven't been pitching as good, they get the chance and have a good outing, now they're a little bit more confident going into the regional. Yeah, because you mentioned Morris. I thought uh, Will McIntyre had a great outing, Absolutely. too, right after Tigert, which, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we know that uh, Will McIntyre's been a lot of times that uh, second-day starter, but, I mean, he was a guy you relied on a lot last year in the run to, to Omaha. He had a guy, he was pitching great against North Carolina, that super regionally came in game two and ended up winning it, so... Uh, it's not only yeah, it's just not only getting people that you're going to count on to be good, but even people that you relied on that you know is your experienced guys in that postseason. Yeah. Where it's a lot different there. You know, it's it's a different angle, it's a different vibe. Where uh, you know things are a little bit more on the line. You need those experienced guys to definitely be feeling themselves. Yeah, too. and you know I think McIntyre's a versatile guy. With arm, he doesn't seem like I, he's kind of like Hagen. I'll start. I'll come in in the bullpen. I don't really care. I'm just going to pitch and compete for you know my my teammates and. Um, you know, even coming into the year, we weren't even sure really if he was going to start. You know, you had Holland, Hagen, mm-hmm. and then Wiggins. You know, he goes down. So, of course, he, you know, McIntyre got thrown into there as, as he should have. So, I, I think he's kind of, I'll do whatever. I mean, that, that's kind of just how you see everybody that plays. I mean, the next guy up or wherever you need me, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah, I love the mentality right yeah. now. I mean, they're they're taking care of business and. Uh, I just never would have dreamed, and you know, after seeing how LSU was looking and how Arkansas, you know, had some hits and misses here, that they're sitting atop of the SEC West right now. I mean, it's a great position to be in, and they still got two big series in front of them—one at home and one on the road—against two top ten for sure teams that they're going to have to take care of business. But we're still just getting started here with Trent Daniel in studio. Thanks to Lift Truck Services. You got a question or comment for Trent? Call or text in five zero one six six one one zero three seven. We'll keep it moving here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us on the other side of the break. Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. BetSaracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Sports Center. The Arkansas Travelers will be back in action tonight as the Northwest Arkansas Naturals come to town. First pitch is set for 635 at Dickey Stevens Park. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. In college athletics, Iowa State has notified the NCAA as 15 student athletes allegedly violated NCAA rules by participating in online betting. Iowa baseball is also under investigation as they have suspended multiple players due to a potential violation. And the NFL has released their strength of schedule for the upcoming year. The Eagles have the hardest schedule as their opponents had an 56% winning percentage last year. The Cowboys are tied for third hardest. On the opposite side of the spectrum, the Atlanta Falcons have the easiest schedule as their opponents had a 42% win percentage. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Datamax is celebrating 40 years of serving Arkansas businesses. Datamax wants to say thank you to Arkansas and all the raving fans that they have created over the past four decades. Make plans to help celebrate with Datamax this Thursday from 10 to 3 during their open house. Enjoy great food, technology demonstrations, and win some fabulous prizes. Justin Acre and Wes Moore with The Zone will be broadcasting live. Stop by and say hello to Miss Arkansas. Datamax, 7400 Canis Road in Little Rock. Relevant technology, raving results. Online at datamaxarkansas.com. Get a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. River Valley Tractor. When you vacation in Arkansas, go from outdoor adventures to indoor escapes in just a few miles or a few minutes. 
Dig for diamonds in their original volcanic source at Crater of Diamonds State Park in Murfreesboro and keep what you find. Then drive just an hour to Hot Springs to soak in ancient thermal waters and enjoy relaxing spa treatments at the historic Buckstaff Bathhouse. Near it all, but far away. Escape to your natural state. Plan your trip today at Arkansas.com. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you when you're ready to rebuild. If you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the flooring king. Roger Scott here. You guys know how much I love the great outdoors. I mean, I am the naked gardener after all. And there's nothing that I love more than my very own lawn and being outside. But let's be honest, when the mosquitoes attack, it can be a real buzzkill. However, a monthly mosquito barrier from my friends at Sanders Ground Essentials can keep those skeeters away, which keeps my deck party going. Call them today at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Sanders Ground Essentials. Let's get growing. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn up here! On 1037 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. MLB, college baseball, combat sports, boxing, MMA, XFL, golf, USFL, it's all there. Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, in game betting, prop bets, everything is there on the Bet Saracen app. The NBA playoff games tonight you have the Nuggets, six and a half point favorite versus the Suns, and you have the Celtics, who are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Sixers. So the home teams there are the favorites in a couple of 2-2 series, looking to take that 3-2 series lead. And tomorrow night's games, the Knicks looking to climb out of a 3-1 hole. They're a four-point favorite, and the Warriors are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Lakers. XFL Championship coming up this weekend. D.C. Defenders, seven-point favorite over the Arlington Renegades. Over-under is 48. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the BetSaracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the BetSaracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets. It's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, alongside Trent Daniel here in studio with us. Thanks to Lyft Truck Services and making it all possible and talking a lot of Razorback baseball. In fact, uh, me and Trent just got a text from our old buddy uh, Dominic Ficicello. Apparently he's tuning in on our uh, video stream, by the way. So I'm glad you could be our guinea pig, by the way, Trent, uh, to make it happen <laughs> being on camera. So, But, uh, but no, it's good to... Good to have him. Trying to get Dominic on with us today. See if we can uh, come on maybe in the three o'clock hour yeah, if he's sure. got time. I know he's a busy man out there, you know, yeah. doing uh, doing some coaching and some skills and all that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like we loved having Dom on. I guess it was the last year, or the year before. We've had him on a few times, yeah. but uh, getting him on because you ask him about three questions and and he'll t- he'll tell you for about twenty eight minutes. <laughs> Great man. He'll he'll, he'll he'll talk your ear off, but it's good stuff though. He's he's got a lot for of sure. got a good stuff and. One thing I always remember about him is that puka shell necklace, man. Oh, yeah. Out there. Everybody else wears, you know, the, the chains with the cross mm-hmm. on it or anything. But, man, oh, well, Dominic, he was out there with his uh, this California puka shell necklace, too. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, he had that swagger out there. I know other teams are, didn't care for it, but we loved it. Man, so it was it that made it even better. So was that like at that time? It was like the, you know the Tennessee of this bat. Like that was. Oh, the, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, not it's Tennessee. Like, right, but that's <laughs> but at the time they probably thought it was. Yeah. They probably thought that that well, was just, next level. He's got some West Coast swag to him, and that's just how he played. Man, he's one of the best first baseman I ever played with. So it 
his game kind of backed up you can act you can do th- certain things that maybe other guys can't get away with if you can back it up out there yeah. yeah was was he much of a talker back then oh yeah also <laughs> yeah yeah he was also one of my boys though, so I hung, you know yeah. i was around him a lot even though he's a you know position player we were pretty well pretty close and hung out all the time out, you know outside of the locker room so let me ask you so how did dave take that because dave didn't you know he doesn't seem like a guy you know he's very as we've talked about very like you know we're not doing none of that stuff so uh, was it something that maybe he had to reel in a little bit for something? Not just dominant, for some guys maybe brought in. I can't really think of much with Fick. I know we, if we try to do like a mustache May and we got absolutely pummeled on a weekend, he'd tell us to shave it off our face <laughs> right then, one of those things. But I can't. Yeah. He, I mean, besides like his puka shell or, you know, whatever he did, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. It was like that, you know, we can't have any more of that, you know, yeah. those things. I can't think of anything specifically with, with Dom at all. You're a team, but you still have to be individuals yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you know, he he's relaxed so much. They can have facial hair. We couldn't have any of that facial hair. I know Stanick, Stanick was one of the best arms maybe to ever pitch for Arkansas, and if his hair got too long and – he would maybe let it go for a little bit. If he had a bad outing. No, nah, you got that's got to be cut. Cut man, that up. So, man, that's but he he has. There's no question. He's relaxing. I can just tell by by watching watching him and how some of the got what they've got on their face. You know, haircuts and certain things like that. Yeah, it's just about the times changing, and yeah. guys like to go with the flow now. Yeah. They like to have flow coming out the hat. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, I, had, I had a little bit myself, so I get it. Yeah, was it the flow mahogs? They kept calling them like it was in the 2015, <laughs> something like yeah. that, but. Uh, but no, because let's be honest about it too. It's like Dave is obviously an elite at at a lot of things when it comes to the game of baseball. But at the end of the day, it's still about recruiting. And you know, it, it's like there's certain things and certain ways you want to run your program. But you know, if there's a, a phenomenal player out there that you really want, that's maybe got a little bit of personality or a little bit. It's like you not saying he lets it slide and then go crazy, but it's like yeah. you know, you you can you can deal with a few other things if it means that this player is going to be bringing it, backing it up, and being a great player. Yeah, for you and sir. Certain guys, man, certain things just make them tick. Like, I know there's some guys I play with that were very angry on days they started. Like, Cade Lynch, I can remember very – and Coach Dorn always talked to us about it. That's how he was back in the day when he pitched. Fun guy to be around. I love Cade. He's my roommate on the road and stuff. But on his start day, don't talk to me. I'm not joking around. Mm. He, he's locked in. Other guy, I couldn't do that. I, I had to I, – I was different. I had to be a, more, a little bit more loose and stuff, but – there's certain things that each guy makes them go and makes them compete and be the guy they are, and you, you can't just take all that away from somebody. Yeah, because I, I feel like uh, there's just, you know, we, we think about in basketball uh, or just in football. You know, there's a lot of guys that you have so many different personalities. I think basketball, since there's only 13, 14, 15 yeah. guys, uh, and then you have, I guess, like four, five, six coaches or however many on staff, it's a little easier to do. But football is obviously one of the toughest ones. But even baseball, it's like you got, you know, how many guys on a roster in college baseball, roughly? I mean, uh, you know, in the 30s or whatever. Yeah. And then on top of that, you only have two, for a while it was only two, then now three, like, full-time assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that it's had, uh, you know, some challenges there, too, when it comes to just trying to manage some of the guys, not only in their development, but also just personalities and, and all that, just because uh, there's so many more players to coaches ratio for that. Too. Yeah, there definitely is. And um, that's something I felt like our coaching staff when I was up there was always so good about, um, kind of learning the guys, being around them. And, you know, we'd even have – I can't remember the exact word. It, we'd have chapel Sunday. I, I'm not using the right phrase. Right. But even Sunday mornings, like uh, Coach Curry, my first year, he would lead that, and then James McCann did, and um, we had another guy that would always lead us on Sundays, and you know, just kind of be around each other in a different way, in different fashion, and you know, kind of hear what certain guys are about, you know, off the field, some other struggles they're maybe dealing with and stuff. So I think that DVH is really good about getting to that length on a personal level. That's something else that people don't realize. They see the roster that's in place, but there are many more players that try, you know, try out for the team and uh, don't necessarily make that roster. Yeah, and those, and that's tough. And you even have guys that are just there to be bullpen catchers, and they and they love it. I mean, they and we always appreciate those guys, and um, even the guys, you know, red shirt guys. I've red shirted. You know, those guys are important. They they do stuff during the week. Um, they throw live BP to guys and. All those things are important. You know, you see the on-field product, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. You know, a lot of lot of volunteer coaches that stay up there late at night after practice giving lessons. I mean, it's a it's an all-day thing. They're not even getting paid, you know. So right. there, there's a lot that goes on for sure and a, a lot of hard work. So if you don't mind me asking, and, and, and I just, you know, it's been, uh, I guess, uh, around about a decade, but when it comes to the scholarships, 11.7 scholarships, as we know, and it's still that way, which hopefully it changes, it needs to change, but... 
Like, how, how is that divvied up in college baseball? Is it more like, is it equal across the board for, like, the players that really won? Is somebody get a lot more than somebody yeah. else? Like, how, how does that go about it? And is it something that it's pretty open and honest of, of how it is? Because, again, it's not like, hey, full ride, there you go. But it's like, hey, you get a little bit here, but you get a little bit more here. Like, how does that work? Yeah, so my first year, I, I think I got offered 30%, and I was like, I'll take it. I mean, it was like as soon as Coach Dorn, I, I had some interest from other, you know, good schools. And I was like, this is where I want to be, and I know – that's a for an in-state guy juco guy i mean that's a i'll take that for sure and i know i mean if vicicello calls in he can speak to his stuff the out-of-state guys they they need more money it's more expensive to come in and stuff and um it's just kind of how it works out i I can only speak for myself and i know that i was i was never 50 percent scholarship nothing like that and um fortunate to have support from my parents and stuff to help me you know not always not have so much college you know debt and all that stuff so uh, it's different for each guy i know for me it was a, a lower end scholarship i had it taken away after my red shirt year i earned it back one of those things and um it, it's different for each guy but i know that they they're all still going through things like that up there where it is now nil is really important to baseball yeah. and softball yeah. those are sports that it affects most yeah i would have loved to have <laughs> some of those opportunities that would have been great um would have definitely appreciated it but uh yeah i mean they it's great to see, it, but like you say, Joe. I mean, baseball, these other sports. You're exactly right to get some other help, and you know, to not have so much debt when you're leaving school if you're not able to pay, you know, at the time. And you know, I, I love seeing that. Oh yeah, and that's like uh, you know, we've uh, of course had Peyton Stovall on for two years now, and uh, you know, of course he's he's great having on and everything, but uh, just the fact that you know him, and then you know we have Brady Slavens that's been on this station, and of course like Gage Wood tomorrow too. Like you know, some of those guys you know, wouldn't have ever had any of those opportunities. And then I know Hannah Gamble for softball even comes on the morning yeah. show too. So it, it, I think that that's kind of the the coolest thing is obviously in the big sport of football, millions get thrown around. Yeah, yeah. basketball is kind of the yeah. same thing. But then when it comes to baseball, softball, maybe some of the smaller sports or some of the non revenue generating sports, that this means everything. To yeah, them. like it can really make a difference in them and their experience as a college kid. Where before it was just like, hey, you can't even get a free you know meal and, and without getting hit yeah. by the NCAA. I do think that the NIL it does get caught up. You get caught up in all the big. You hear all the big numbers, see all the big numbers, and you don't think about those the little guy. You know, just the little guys getting a little bit of money here mm-hmm. and just helping them out and paying for like you said a meal or my books or something you know just anything like that it, it's great to see and, and then players of course they have aspirations of going to the majors so yeah. if you are able to make it to that level then that kind of will you know get rid of all that For but sure. you have to put in the work and uh be in that position to get there yeah and that, you know it's kind of how it is when you when you get to pro ball and the minors you don't get paid anything i mean nothing at all pretty much so but that's what they all tell you is well you make it to the big leagues you you earned your money and that's that's why you you do it right so um at least that's how it felt or kind of seemed at times was well i know you're not making any money but you get to the big leagues and you will and that's the goal so you need to work for it and you will get more money yeah and then going through uh you know the minor leagues this is kind of what we've talked about too it's like uh, i'm not saying that everybody's going to stay in school for four or five years in baseball or whatnot but it certainly makes it to where it, you know, kids that may have before kind of said, "Hey, I'm going to come out of high school." It's like, well, actually, college, then IL, and uh, you know, yeah. playing and all that. It's provided such a higher incentive for, especially the kids coming out of high school. It's like, you know what? Actually, college might be the route to go because not only can I make some money on it, but play in front of a crowded place, get the best facilities, like all that stuff, to where it's it's, it's even the playing field a little bit too. Yeah, I think on the other end too, you're seeing some guys maybe. Uh, I'm just going to stay in college another year. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting some good money here and love being in college, playing with these guys. So I think on in every sport you're kind of seeing that. Some guys you're like, well, how are they back in school? They should be gone pro ball or wherever, you know, for any sport. And I think that's affecting some too as well. Yeah, it's, it's made it uh, very interesting in college athletics. There's no doubt about it. Which, by the way, Dominic Ficacello, it will be joining us at 3 o'clock. Perfect. So we'll get to talk to old Dom. He wants to hop on with us. So uh, we'll have him here in about uh, 15, 20 minutes. But we're going to keep it moving here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. As we'll have more with Trent Daniel coming up next. So stay with us.
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. Motorcycle riders are just like you and me. They could be your neighbor, your friend, your doctor, or maybe the pastor in your local church. More motorcycles are on the road than ever before in Arkansas, and it's time we started looking out for them. Look back a second time before you make that turn, or before you pull out in an intersection. It might take two seconds, but it just might save a neighbor's life. Take two for Arkansas. It's worth it. Look twice for motorcycles. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See agent Michael Thomason in Little Rock or Justin Sellers in North Little Rock for a free insurance review. I am Renata Jenkins-Baller with Roller Funeral Homes, a tornado hit Little Rock destroying homes, local businesses, and turning our community upside down. Roller Chennault Funeral Home was greatly impacted. I am so grateful that none of my coworkers were injured and prayers to the families that lost their loved ones. Although there is progress to be made with the facilities of Roller Chennault, I am here to tell you that Roller Chennault is strong. Roller strong. Roller Chennault has answered your calls and continues serving your families with all our respect. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline, so I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a locally owned business serving Arkansans for over 50 years. Unlike chain retailers, Double B's keeps more money in our local economies, making our Arkansas communities stronger. International companies buying up Arkansas businesses know or care nothing about Arkansas. And the decisions they make in distant boardrooms will not reflect the concerns of Arkansans. Double B's employs local workers at good wages and serves primarily local consumers. Local, not global. Arkansans, not Canadians. Make a statement to support the natural state by supporting Double B's, an Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We stand for Arkansas because we live in Arkansas. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. McLaughlin drives this pitch to right field deep, going back is Minnick. That is out of here. They did answer with Ben McLaughlin's first home run at Arkansas. A line drive that got out in a jiffy. On 103.7 The Buzz. The world is yours. The world is 
Till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes All the words past the margin The whole of mic I'm throbbing Mechanical movement Understandable smoke That murderers move with The thief's thing Play me at night They won't ask It is Out of Bounds Here on a Trigger Tuesday John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Trent Daniel In studio with us Hanging out Having a good time talking a lot about Razorback baseball And going to have a Dominic Ficicello on with us here in about 15 minutes. But uh, we did on the Asher Record Live fan feedback have a few questions for you, Trent, where uh, this one comes from Ashton. says, uh, Trent, which team at this point in the season can you see getting hot like Ole Miss did last year? Oh, man. I think that's kind of tough to say because yeah, you never know. Who would have thought Ole Miss would have gotten hot the way they did last so, year? So, I mean, kind of coming into the – we kind of put Mississippi State maybe to bed there, but you could see they've got plenty of talent and good arms to maybe put a run together like that. I, I don't know – that. They have to be out. They have to be out of the picture now. I don't really know how. I haven't looked too much at right. bubble teams and all that for this. But gosh, you know, I've seen who's playing really good. Auburn right now seems to be putting it together and really, you know, they beat what South Carolina, LSU back to back series. Um, you know, some teams like that. You kind of watch the way they're trending a little bit. It seems like South Carolina is trending the wrong way a little bit coming into Fayetteville. Um, just kind of. Who can hobble along and maybe put a run together at the end? It's it's so hard to say. I would have never expected Ole Miss to do what they do. So I, I couldn't even tell you who to look for like that because it's crazy what they did. But I would say probably a team like Ole Miss that did have a bunch of veteran guys um, that are that are proven and have gotten it done multiple years. You know, I kind of look at a roster like that, like who who's maybe hobbling into the postseason, barely squeaks in. You know, out of the conference because I, you know, it always seems like it's going to be an SEC team, but. Um, I like I like to look at the roster a little bit, and Ole Miss had a ton of veteran guys. So you knew if they put it together and got hot like they did, that they could do exactly what they did with that type of roster put together. Yeah, because I was looking at the SEC standings right now, and just hopefully it's not Tennessee because uh, they're. You that's know. An, uh, I didn't want to say it. That that's another one you could watch how they're playing a little bit, and uh, I I just can't I can't <laughs> say that. Yeah, no nobody wants it to see me. it. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no, like uh, they do have the pieces, though. Yeah, they do, and they have the coaching. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, they they do have some of those guys back. You know, I know it's a different looking roster in their past two seasons, but they do they do have coaches that have been there. And um, you know, I know Bonfield's on the staff too. They've got some some experienced guys at the college level, and um, that is kind of what I look at as a roster. You know, what kind of what kind of veteran guys you have that can that can deal with the you know, the tough times this year and, and maybe put it together when it really means something. Also, uh, from our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line from the 870, it says, uh, heard you mention Coach Dave Jorn. Uh, Coach will actually be at Cave City School tomorrow at 6 p.m. with his book Fields of Faith. And speaking of a fundraiser for an 18-year-old Cave City athlete who's battling leukemia, I can't wait to see Coach again. So. Well, if if you can tell him I said hello. I mean, I, he was... We called him. We called him Pappy. I mean, he he meant a lot to me. Um, my four years up there, and uh, I love the guy. Always will. Um, he he had a really good pitching staff that he put together, and we all gelled. And I really, he was just he was great to me and and everyone I knew. So re- really love Coach Jorn. If you wouldn't mind telling him I said something, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Because uh, I think that because in your recruiting was it mainly Jorn? That was it, it was, it was Coach Jorn, okay. yeah, for sure, and Coach Butler. He did. Oh, yeah. He did a lot of that too. Todd Butler, so. right? Yeah. Did he go up to Wichita State for a bit? Was that where he, he did. went? Yeah, yep. he okay. did. Yeah, I said that was that was way back when. But yeah, those are, those are some names going back and blasting yeah. in the past and right there. Uh, J.K. is in Fairfield Bay. What's up, J.K.? Hey guys, great day. Hey, first off, Trent, uh, I'm so glad you were hot. I'm really proud of that. Uh, I have a question. Uh, in the locker room, on the good days and bad days, for for. Coach TVH, tell me how he controlled the locker room and, and gave you encouragement, even on the bad times. And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, hard, buddy. Well, thanks, thanks for saying that. For one, it was a opportunity, a lifetime to be a Razorback, so I do appreciate that. It was an easy choice for me. Uh, wouldn't change anything, but I think a lot of that has to do for, in my experience, like veteran leadership. Um, if you have guys that you know, or leaders out there, honestly, DVH doesn't have to do – we we had that. I was lucky enough to have guys like that that I played with position player-wise and pitching-wise. And um, I feel like it, a lot of times when things aren't going right, of course, you know, you expect the coaches to say something to you. A lot of – in my experience, a lot of times the guys are the ones that can get things going the right way. 
and it's on you know your players and your roster that you put together to right the ship at times because the coaches can only do so much you got to go out there and get it done and I can remember having uh, player only meetings that our coaches had no idea about we'd come up there early I I remember James McCann leading a lot of that because that's just he's an incredible leader and um, I do think it's real important to have guys in the locker room that can right the ship and you keep staying about your business and um, don't get too negative it's really hard to not get that way when things aren't going right in baseball which happens a lot it's just the nature of the game um but dvh uh he just he kind of is what you see on tv he doesn't get too high or too low and he you, you kind of still felt confident um in yourself even if things weren't going right just because of how he would act and i feel like i've seen it again this year with all the injuries um the injuries and him not freaking out and no panic i should say with the guys and i think that's due to what you see with him his demeanor and and the way he's able to get the guys in the right frame of mind it even goes back to something you mentioned earlier trent talking about behind the scenes people not realizing that there are so many things that happen and uh that even includes putting in work not only during practice days and in between games but even on game days showing up early and getting some work in before you actually play the game yeah it's all important i know you get there you get there i think it was four hours four or five hours we'd be there for breakfast for the game but you know if it it was a night game it's so fun to be up there and even more so now with their facilities we didn't we were we had incredible ones you know then now it's like well where else would you rather even be on a game day so i know he's alluded to that quite a few times that it's hard for them to get them to leave you know that place at times so it is important to get up there. I think you see this guy. This team has chemistry where they're around each other a lot. They pull for each other. Um, there's a lot of good positive, I like to call it positive energy that I see, you know, just on the railings. It's something I like to look at a lot in all sports is kind of what, what are the bench guys look? Are they positive? Are they kind of sulking over there? There's no, you know, you're not rooting for your guys. And I definitely don't see that with this team. You know, you see Josenberger. He's the first guy out of the dugout every time somebody does something. I mean, that guys just they feed off of that and um i think that's why you see these guys perform coming off the bench is they got their teammates behind them clearly the coaches believe in them and and those things are kind of all just coming full circle for them yeah and i mean you don't have to like obviously go into detail or mention names if it, but was there ever something to where maybe there was a guy in the locker room where it was kind of like hey this you know it kind of had to almost like have a come to jesus type thing where it's like hey we don't do that here that's not how we do things yeah i i can remember I'm, i definitely won't say names right but right I can, for sure. I can remember um getting walked off at georgia to lose a series and um that's when mccain was still our catcher and he was kind of so i mean he he was a true freshman he, he's had a couple rough weekends in a row and he's kind of sulking he kind of went off into the dugout and we're out on the field having our meeting after the game and but it wasn't it wasn't on the coaches to go get him out of there. McCann right. did. I mean that and that's kind of what I'm talking about. It takes players like that to to keep the team right where they need to be and um and it, and it's normal to have a a reaction to getting walked off. It's not fun. Right. I, I, I've been there and so it's hard, especially as a freshman. But I think it's real important to have those guys on the team that that reel you back in and hey, it's bigger than just you. It's about us. You know, you'll have another outing and and another at bat. So those are all important. We'll have Dominic Ficicello joining us next in the third hour of Out Bound, so stay with us. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 